0: What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of Keeping Up With the Commanders. I'm Mason Kenahan and in today's episode, the Washington Commanders have just defeated the New England Patriots 20-17 to to pick up their fourth win of the season and their first win since the blockbuster trade deadline where they traded away both Chase Young and Montez Sweat. It was a back and forth game. It was your typical Washington Commanders game. It was ugly, but Washington got the win. Ended up winning 20-17 to 17. at one point. They were up by touchdown. Then the came and tied it. Late field goal um, in the third quarter. And then Washington shut out the Patriots in a very back-and-forth fourth quarter. Uh, I guess we'll just get started here with, of course, the man of the hour. Because, again, this guy is playing out of his mind right now. Back-to-back weeks with great performances. Sam Howell has stringed together two great performances back-to-back. In uh today's matchup 29 of 45 325 yards a touchdown and interception he was sacked only three times now so that's great because early on earlier on in the season he was getting sacked six seven times a game a a game and now uh, against the eagles he was only sacked once and here against the patriots sacked three times and these are two top tier defenses that he was going up against so a great sign in terms of the growth of this offensive line over the last few weeks. Great sign and great uh, momentum going into Seattle next week. But Sam Howell's performance on his own. Again, 29 and 45, 325, a touchdown and an interception. The interception, I guess we'll start with the bad. The interception was definitely the worst part of his day. He was rolling out to his right and looking towards the end zone. I thought he was going to throw it away, but he ends up throwing it into triple coverage. Really just, you cannot defend a throw like his interception. it, it it, I don't know what he was seeing. It's like that one Sam Darwin quote, I was seeing ghosts or something because I do not know what he was looking at. There wasn't really a receiver in the area. There was one receiver in the area and there was four Patriots defenders. So don't really know what he was looking at. I guess he was trying to throw it away, but kind of messed up throwing it away or didn't get enough arm into it because it was easily intercepted by New England. Uh, now, not for the bite. That was pretty much the really the only horrible thing. For the bright stuff, Sam Howell was hitting throws, throw after throw after throw. He had a deep touchdown to Jahan Dotson. He missed a few of his deep throws, but then towards the end of the game, especially in the third quarter, really was uh, knocking down a bunch of these sideline throws to Terry and stuff. It was a very impressive game from Sam Howell. He's the first Washington—yeah, th- this is his first time uh, in Washington where he has had back-to-back 300-yard passing games. So a great sign on the growth of Sam Howell so far. Uh, he's now up to, let me check. He's now up to 2,400 yards on the year for 14 touchdowns, nine interceptions. I believe over the last 10, over the the last five games, Sam Howell has the most passing yards out of any quarterback in the NFL. I want to, I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, I saw one of the reporters say it. So it's, it's, uh, he's playing really well over the last few weeks. Now, One trend that I have noticed, we look at the attempts from Sam Howell in the last few games. We've had 42, 52, and 45. And if you don't count the Atlanta game and go to the Chicago game, he threw it 51 times as well. We talked about early on in the preseason and kind of in the the preseason at the beginning of the season how Sam Howell was really expected to throw 20, 25, maybe 30 pass attempts a game. And he's out here throwing it 40-plus times a game. They are letting him loose. And in an offense which was really run-heavy last season with Scott Turner, you bring in Eric Bieniemy, the offense many people still thought was going to be run first, pass second. Here in the last few weeks, Sam Howell now has really taken control of this offense as kind of the putting the ball in his hands again. 42, 52, 45 pass attempts. He's had 249 or more yards in each of his last three games, including the 397-yard game against Philly last week and the 325-yard game against New England this week. So, Sam Howell, great performance from him. I, I really love to see him stringing together these great performances. Again, four touchdowns, one interception last week, a touchdown and interception this week, but overall played a very good game. Again, Seattle next week. He's going to be going up against Devin Witherspoon, Tariq Wollin, a really solid secondary that Seattle has. Like they got lit up by Lamar Jackson in, in, the, in the Baltimore Ravens today. But beyond that, they, they have a really solid secondary, really solid defense with Shane Waldron over there. I I really am interested to see how Sam Howell will perform. It's going to be a 4 o'clock game. Uh, I'll get more into the Seattle game in the future later on. But overall, great, great performance from Sam Howell. If I had to rate 1 to 10, I'd say probably a 7 or an 8. If I had to put on like an A through F scale, I'd give him a solid A minus today. Beyond the interception, he was great. But that interception in the red zone, you cannot be throwing a pass like that. So that's what I got to say about Sam Howell. In terms of who he was throwing to, though, spreading the wealth. He was spreading the wealth. He threw it two. Let's check. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different receivers. This is becoming a common uh, trend now for this offense. Seven or more wide receivers or seven or more receivers are getting involved every game. Today, it was nine. I mean, John Bates had caught a screen pass that went for negative five yards. But even if you count him out, eight different receivers catching a pass and seven different receivers catching multiple passes. So great, great uh, game all around. Terry McLaurin, five catches at 73 yards. Jahan Dotson, four catches, 69 yards, had that 33-yard touchdown pass as well from Sam Howell that was just on a line. To Jahan Dotson you love to see especially a guy like Dotson who has really struggled through the first six six weeks seven weeks of the season and now back-to-back games picking up a touchdown it's what you love to see he's really starting to heat up which many fans were very worried toward, towards the beginning of the season is Jahan Dotson like was last year a fluke is he really not that good but here back-to-back games now showing together good performances doesn't have to do anything crazy but just stringing together these consistent performances finding the end zone Jahan Dotson, a guy, the leading touchdown receiver last year for Washington. So a uh, great game from Dotson. Byron Pringle was a guy that I was very, very intrigued about this game. He had three catches, 55 yards on four targets. But it felt like he was out there more than half more than half of the time. I'll have to look at the snap counts. But I think Byron Pringle was out there half the time, more than half the time. Same with De'Ami Brown, who... We'll get to in a second because that man did not have a great game. But I was really impressed with Byron Pringle. Um, I, I want to see more of him. I want to see more of Mitchell Tinsley, who was inactive for today's game. More Jamison Crowder, who was active. Four catches, 23 yards for Crowder on six targets. He had a great game. That and then on special teams as well. He had five punt returns for 32 yards with as long as being 14. So he's putting together good performances and really seems to be the biggest acquisition for the Washington Commanders over this last offseason. Again, you brought in guys like Andrew Wiley. You brought in that entire draft class, which I'll get to in a second. But, um, yeah, uh, Byron Pringle and Jamison Crowder, sorry, Jamison Crowder, putting together a good performance. De'Ami Brown, on the other hand, dropped a touchdown, and overall did not – he had two catches for 33 yards on four targets. But he didn't look great out there and it really seems to be that a lot of Washington fans are starting to give up on the former third-round pick. We'll have to wait and see what the coaching staff does with a guy who's only in his third year in the NFL but is not looking great, and with the undrafted rookie who has really impressed so far, and Mitchell Tinsley who has been inactive so far this season, and then with a guy like Jamison Crowder who's really making an impact on offense and a guy that Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howard seem to really like It'll be interesting to see how much playing time or how many snaps De'Ami Brown will get down the stretch of the season, down the second half of the stretch of the season. Gibson had five catches as well. Uh, Brian Robinson had a catch. Logan Thomas had four catches. A great uh, check down target for Antonio Gibson and Logan Thomas for Sam Howell. So overall, um, those guys played great. Brian Robinson, in terms of on the ground, uh, had 18 carries, 63 yards. Gibson had six carries. Howell was running the ball. He had five carries, but in as long as being a 24 yarder. So um, I don't really know why he didn't take off five times, but you know how sometimes if you get tackled at the line of scrimmage, they're gonna call it a rush or whatever when it's really just a sack. So it's kind of that stats kind of skewed. But he did have one 24 yarder on a third and 23. He ran, picked up all of it, broke some tackles along the way. Sam Howell was doing it all through the air and on the ground as well. Brian Robinson had a fumble today, which wasn't really his fault. Like I know how Antonio Gibson sometimes had his fumbling issue, where he wasn't holding on to the ball that um, uh, that strong or whatever. But uh, Anto- uh, but Brian Robinson, his fumble today was kind of just a great punch out. I, it was by um, I think it was by Jonah Tavai on the New England Patriots, who just punched it out. So great great play from Tavai. Ryan Robinson. I mean, I guess you can hold it st- stronger, but it was just more of a one of those Shaq Leonard peanut punches that was um, that Jonah Tavai did. So, uh, I, I mean, like it was a great play by Tavai. I guess Robinson could have had a stronger arm on it, but um, yeah, just overall great play from Tavai. But yeah, the, a lot of spreading the wealth here for Washington uh, in the receiving game. Nine different receivers targeted. Robinson and Gibson getting six or more carries. Uh, so great, great stuff from them. In terms of Emmanuel Forbes in this draft class, I loved what I saw today out of this draft class. It was by far, by far the best game we saw. Playing time from KJ Henry, Andre, Andre Jones. Both of those guys got some playing time. KJ Henry had his first sack of the that first sack of his NFL career, and it was a strip sack. It got called back because of roughing the passer, which it was not roughing the passer. He sacked him on his blind side on like so that he sacked him because he was facing the quarterback's back, right? So he sacked him that way and they kind of fell on top of him. But so they called it a roughing the passer. It was weird. But it wasn't really roughing the passer. They called it anyways, though. So it does not count. But overall, great game uh from KJ Henry. We'll see what his um we'll see what his uh Snap counts are going to be same with Andre Jones. Jones getting a tackle. KJ Henry did not pick up a tackle, I don't think. I don't think he did. Obada and two hill, two guys that I was really intrigued about. Same with James Smith Williams with um I know a lot of Washington fans were intrigued about Casey Two Hill today. Same with James Smith Williams. Um now that Montez Sweat and Chase Young are gone. How that affect the pass rush? well, we'll get to that in a second, actually, because I just realized that's the next segment. But one last thing on the draft class and the rookies. Um, Quan Martin, game-sealing interception. Great game from him. Chris Rodriguez had a great play on special teams on a punt return. Great game from him. Emmanuel Forbes looked great as well. So, <laughs> Emmanuel Forbes definitely played his best game as a pro today. So, you, you love to see that. Had two pass breakups along with um, three other tackles, which just a great game overall for Emmanuel Forbes. And then... I think that was it for the draft class. Um, yeah. No Ricky Stromberg. He's on IR. Brandon Daniels on IR. Now to the pass rush, because I really want to talk about this. The pass rush today was not there at all. Mac Jones was had all day in the pocket. Casey Tuchel, F.A. Obata, Chris Rodriguez. Uh, I'm sorry, not Chris Rodriguez. James Smith-Williams, no sacks at all. No sacks for this entire defense for the entire um, game only one quarterback kit, and that came from James Smith-Williams. We'll get more advanced numbers in the PFF stuff over the next few days if you want to see some of the PFF stuff. I post a lot of it on my Twitter or X or whatever, at Mason Kenahan, which is that, that, wait, this, this, yes, it's that. So, if you want to see, um uh, if you want to see some of the PFF stats and more uh, advanced stats, then you can follow my Twitter at that on the screen. So, uh, that, that, um, yeah, that, that's going to be happening probably on Monday and on Tuesday. I'm just going to post a bunch of the PFF stuff. Um, but yeah, great. Uh, pass pressure was really not there. We're going to see how many pressures they picked up, which I doubt is going to be any, if I had to guess, maybe like five total pressures, which isn't a lot, is not a lot at all. So that's going to be something that definitely needs to ha- have some work on, um, for the next few weeks, especially without Chase Young and Montez Sweat. So. We'll have to wait and see about that. But um, yeah, that's the pass rush. That's the defense overall. Now, for what's next? Um, well, Washington, you're now four and five. You are sitting eighth in the NFC. You're the first team out of the playoffs. New England, two and seven. Don't really care about them. But for Washington, Seattle next week is going to be against a Seattle team that's coming off a massive loss to the Baltimore Ravens, a blowout loss to the Baltimore Ravens. That defense did not look great geno smith did not look great well they i mean there's washington team the i know most of them uh especially over the last few seasons most people are going to believe they're going to go on this fake little win streak now against seattle and then against the giants and then against the cowboys which i could definitely see it happening i think we do if i had to make a prediction right now i think we do get past seattle and we get past the giants because it looks like daniel jones has a 20 cl so they are landing Caleb Williams because that is not good for New York. And they, they already were starting like Tommy DeVito and Tyrod Taylor. So they're down to Tommy DeVito and that's their only quarterback on their roster right now. So we'll have to wait and see what they do at quarterback. They can't trade for anyone because the trade headlines passed. So we'll have to see who they pick up. Um, Maybe like a former Bill's backup or something because uh, D- Dabble was there, but, Back back to what's next. um Washington, four and five, one spot out of the playoffs. You got Seattle next week. You got the Giants, and then you have, uh, yeah, Seattle next week, Giants, Dallas, Miami bye week, and then the stretch of the last four games, Los Angeles, New York, San Francisco, and Dallas. So what well, we've got eight games left on the schedule in nine weeks. What will Washington do? What will Ron Rivera do in this time? Not entirely sure, but um, Yeah, it looks like we're about to go on this little fake win, uh, fake win streak. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. But um, yeah, if I had to make a guess, I think we beat Seattle next week. We looked pretty good today against New England. Sam Howell is really starting to look like that guy at quarterback. He's now stringing together two good performances. We'll see if he can do it again against Shane Waldron's defense next week. That'll be it. I know it's a little bit of a shorter episode this week, but that'll be it for this week's episode of Keeping Up with the Commanders. New episodes every Monday morning, recapping the Washington Commanders games. Um, Yeah, that'll be it. See you guys next one. Peace.